a war going on, that's for sure. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this very beautiful day. We thank you for this opportunity to continue to be alive and live on this planet. And I know, God, that there are so many who are just struggling to stay alive. They're anxious, they're worried, they're confused, they're tormented, they're in distress, they're distraught, they're in poverty. Things, life is sort of like closing in on them from everywhere, every direction, Lord. And so today, Lord God, as we lift up those people and address those issues, I pray that you would um, comfort them, give us the revelation of your love and truth, that you are with us, that you'll never leave us or forsake us, that these problems that we face are your problems, and we are yours. And so I pray you tuck each one here into the safety of the palm of your hand. Give us ears to hear, a heart to understand, a heart to believe and receive the revelation, the solution the truth of Jesus Christ, and stop trying to manage our lives all by ourselves. I pray, Father God, that you said you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free, that this freedom, this peace, will come to the people who listen today. I thank you for divine protection, Father God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Uh, I bind every spirit of confusion, snatching the things Satan would try to do to snatch away the understanding, and that the uh, retaliation of the enemy will go back to where it belongs Father God, and that you protect our families, our people, those who work for us and pray for us and love us and have come to us for help. The many, many, many who are listening today, that you would encourage their hearts, deliver us from evil and from the evil one. Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Rescue Radio, as you know. Yes, yes, and we have a topic today that we really want to delve into. Yeah, we're going to and, kind of do topics for a yeah, while. We, now we, we're we, going to kind of take up a new, a little bit new approach. Yeah, we just uh, finished going through the book of Mark. And we encourage you to go and check that out and, in the archives. And, yeah, in the archives. But then we're going to be looking at various topics that are very extremely personally, relevant, personally, personally yeah. relevant to us. People. And, and not only look at the topics not only look at problems and issues, but then look at the solutions from, of course, a biblical yeah. point of view. Yeah, and there are a lot of them out there, obviously, and so we just, it's kind of like, where do you start? So we picked a place to start, but we're going to encourage you guys to help us by, um, if you have, uh, we don't need to be deluged, oh, God have mercy, but because uh, there's a lot of hurting people out there, but if you have a question or a topic or an issue, if you can briefly, I mean briefly, like within a paragraph, Email it or to liferecovery.com um, the, on the website there, or the email would be info at life recovery. Um, just to give us some idea of what topics you'd like us to talk about, and maybe a few of the sp- uh, specifics of your particular um, issue, you know, because I do a lot of counseling, as you probably don't know. <laughs> Maybe Jerry, you know I do a lot of counseling, right? I, I know that, yes, and a lot of people, a lot of other people know that because it's, oh, your it's primary. It's, it's good. It's ministry. It's not painful for me, but it's painful to see the depth of the problems out there, and and so I just want to invite you to um, take advantage of this. We have, uh, you know, there are, and and also by the way, if you're not uh, on our Facebook page, 
uh, liferecovery.com. You should check that out or Marjorie, Marjorie Cole, Life Recovery. And because uh, I put a lot of blogs out there, a lot of teachings, a lot of information um, that can be very helpful. That's also where you'd find Rescue Radio. Yeah, and if you go to liferecovery.com, you'll find a lot of resources, uh, tools, really, tools mm-hmm. to help you mm-hmm. uh, in your understanding of things that are going on, the spiritual warfare that we're in, and uh, uh, how you can be um, victorious, as exactly. the Lord has called us and to And live be. in peace in these very anxious times. Okay. So topic today. So what we, are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about anxiety. Okay. And my, you know, I know this is a common thing where people are worried, fearful about a lot of things, but what exactly is anxiety? Well, like you just said, anxiety is basically everywhere and it can be in any and every level of your existence, really. It can be external, it can be internal, it can be uh, the turmoil that sets us up in a place of fear. But generalized anxiety is a very common diagnosis um, in the DSM-3, 4, whatever they're on right now. Uh, and it's necessary, you know, people use that diagnostic code, generalized anxiety, which means it's anxiety is everywhere and everybody's basically got it, to give you um, a code for an insurance payment or uh, also it indicates types of treatment that are recommended. Um, the more common word, though, for anxiety in the Bible, you do feel that find that word anxiety in the Bible. We'll refer to that a little bit later. But the most common word is fear. And if you think about that, it's fear, fear, fear not, fear, I fear I'm with you, I'll never leave you, forsake you, all those kinds of things. But fear is really another word for anxiety. Well, the Bible, there are a lot of places so, in the so, Bible where it says fear not, and we'll explore that later. And how, how can that be? But Well, uh, anxiety, you know, it really fear, anxiety comes from really in a, in a psychological kind of explanation, I suppose you could say, or... You know, just in a context of real life, comes from the tension, the tension between being overwhelmed and confused. I, I always put things on a kind of a torture rack tension kind of conflict scenario so that we can see what's going on on both sides of that. Because obviously, if you believe in the spiritual warfare paradigm or context of things, which we'll get to, but I, I do, that there's always a, a tension. There's always two things going on. And so with anxiety, what happens is there is a a spirit of feeling overwhelmed. It can be overwhelmed with any issue, health, relationships, finances. And then on the other side of that torture rack is a confusion. I'm overwhelmed, but confused says, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I've got to do something, but I, but I can't. Um, or I've got so much to do and I don't know where to start. And when people become anxious, then they become, you know, all kinds of things set, get set in motion in their body. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people have procrastination. I've got to get going. I don't know where to start. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You can substitute. Worry, anxiety, and fear are good substitutes for each other. I'm afraid if I do something, I'll make somebody mad. If I don't do something, if I make the wrong decision, I'll fail. All of these things kind of stop people and get them stuck. So anxiety is a place of being stuck between feeling overwhelmed and confused. Um, then also you have the feelings of nobody's there to help me. I'm alone. I'm scared. I'm on my own. I have no money, no hope, no help, no future. No one cares about me or what will happen to me. I think this is the basic foundation for anxiety. Nobody's there. I'm alone. Nobody cares about me or what happens to me. So part of it is is lack of love. 
or realization of a lack of love. Is that, yeah. is that correct? Well, that's absolutely correct. That's the bottom line for human beings. It's love is to our human existence like blood is to the body. If you don't have love, you don't have life. But there are basically three issues of life that need to be resolved as we're here on the planet. There's three basic issues. One is safety that has to do with survival, you know, you know, the natural physical survival um, and emotional survival, I would imagine, relational things. The second one is righteousness and the third one is responsibility. So we have these three tasks or issues to address, solve, um, manage, whatever you want to say, in our life. So we're desperately trying to solve these these three very difficult, irresolvable, continuous conflicts in order to be okay. And most people are not okay. And the second most important thing is if you are okay, to be okay with being okay so you can continue to be okay. And I know this sounds a little like a tongue twister, but really bottom line is this world isn't, it's not easy to be okay in this world. So in, in the three issues, let me just kind of go into that a second and see, you know, if that makes sense to you. Um, anxiety is about for the, the safety issue, survival issue, the basics of where am I going to live? Um, am I going to be able to stay there? I'm going to be end up homeless. That's a bottom line for a lot of people. Uh, feeding myself, my family, having enough money, fear of the future. By the way, did you know fear of the future brings high blood pressure? And you say, well, how does that work? Well, everything that happens to us emotionally or situationally it has to culminate in some body response, some physical response. And so our hypothalamus, our fight and flight systems, we'll go into that later. They're all part of this process, part of having to solve an irresolvable conflict. So your body is just as involved and your body gets tense, it gets afraid, it gets, you know, fight or flight. It gets the, the, the high blood pressure is really actually coming from a constriction of the blood vessels and the surface of the skin so that you will be able to conserve that that blood in place in in in, um, in face of a great danger. So if your great danger is like, for instance, in the future, you haven't faced it yet, or just anticipating. That's anxiety anticipates. Then you're going to get high blood pressure. Your, your vessels are constricted because you're worried about probably money or something like that. So a lot of people's high blood pressure actually comes from a a, a spirit of anxiety and fear. That's going on within their circumstances. So anxiety, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? My job, uh, am I going to keep my job? I'm going to stay in this marriage. What happens if I get sick or die? Are just a few of the endless things we worry about in our context of survival. Then we have the next most unusual one, but very common, is righteousness. We are because we're spiritual beings. Now talk to us about righteousness. Now why is righteousness such an issue? And what exactly is well, that? A concern that I think many people have as unconsciously mm-hmm. so, have yeah. this concern about righteousness. Mm-hmm. About being good. Now, what mm-hmm. exactly is well, that? Well, because we're made by God to love goodness because he is good and he made us to love goodness. We love righteousness. And when we're born and thrown into this vile, unfair, offensive, unjust, evil, wicked snake pit, we our righteousness, like being thrown a nice, clean, little human being being thrown into a mud puddle and being all worried about all the mud and the spots and ruined clothes. And so righteousness has to do with the question of, if, am I okay with God? Mm-hmm. Who is God? What kind of a God is he? Is he mad at me? Uh, did I break the commandments? Did I, if I did, 
I don't go to church. What's up with that? Am I sinning? Is God, which church is it? How do I get to heaven? Where is heaven? Do I have to be perfect to get there? I can't be perfect. You have all these, again, torture rack, irresolvable conflicts. I've got to be perfect. We think, I've, I've been taught by this world to believe I've got, I am what I do. So I've got to do something to, to be okay. I have to be perfect in order to get to heaven. Um, and then you will go with emotional feelings of I'm feeling not unwanted, unloved, unproductive, incapable, not good enough, never measure up, tormented also by the expect- expectations of others. So all this righteousness has to do with our concept of God, our concept with our worthiness. Well, there are some folks that, you know, even kids that really have not much of a concept of God, but they're still wondering more... Yes, it's mm-hmm. very basic it's innate. to it's be actually... in a place of being right with God because we are created in the likeness and image of God. But I think even before that, uh, aren't the kids, you know, uh, they're wanting to establish, am I okay? Am I bad? Mm-hmm. Am I okay? Yeah, that's true. That's this really is, true. This is a lifelong pursuit. Yeah, it is a question. It is a question in their lives. So righteousness becomes, uh, you know, and, t- and Satan... The God of this world takes advantage of every one of our desires. We desire to live, so he makes us anxious and worried about surviving. We want to be righteous, so he sets about every possible scenario that makes me look like I'm guilty, I'm bad, I'm the evil one, nobody loves me. And then the third issue, of course, is responsibility. Whose fault is it? Who's to blame for all of this? What, you know, Because we see the injustices and Satan takes advantage of our desire for justice and truth. And so, and fairness. And so this whole world, of course, run by Satan is totally unfair, absolutely to the max. And so there's injustices, offenses, not things that are not fair. And so our our natural divine innate response to that, and even though we don't know it's a divine innate response at most of the points of time, is to fix it, get justice. We want justice. We go to the movies and we like them when they end with somebody, the, the bad guy getting justice, whatever. And so, um, so it's a big problem of who fit, who's, who, who broke it, who, who's to blame for it, who's guilty. We think that if we can find the culprit, we can fix the problem, but that usually doesn't fix the problem. That just shows us that there was a problem and somebody did it. To really fix the problem, we have to go to a deeper, a different place. So the, it's not fair. It's your fault. It's my fault. We do a lot of blaming. Our relationships fall down under the weight of trying to find out who's to blame here. But it seems like no one ever wants to blame the true offender here. Um, so everywhere we go, whatever we do to get justice, to want to be heard, we're dealing with right and wrong. We're dealing with whose responsibility is it. I'm offended. All of these things. So it's, it's the three issues that we need to address on this planet are safety, righteousness, and responsibility. So then anxiety comes it comes from where comes from just our dealing with all these things well anxiety actually this this whole planet is set up on that principle of fear because Mm -hmm. the god of this world is is the god of fear perfect love casts out fear it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but most people are not fearing the lord they're fearing evil They're, they're they're either afraid of god or afraid of the devil and by the way of being afraid of God or fear of God is the respect for God, not that he's going to hurt you. So is it true that then that there is a spiritual component to fear, that it is a spiritual issue that has a spiritual source and root well, that, actually, that comes yeah. and works with all these issues right. of safety, righteousness, and responsibility? Well, actually, it, it, it's the fear, fear 
is a spirit. Okay. It is an entity. It is a, is a power. It's a principle. It's part of the principle. It's part of the enemy's way to fracture, divide, crush, destroy, um, strip human beings of everything from DNA to um, destiny. So fear is an entity, but you have to realize there's there's two. Satan wants to obscure or he, conceal his activities on the earth, so he makes everything look like something else, look like somebody else's fault, look like. He's not doing anything, like he's not really there. He doesn't really exist. Although many of you celebrated his existence on Halloween just a few days ago. So don't tell me you don't believe the devil exists if you're willing to celebrate that. He's there, but he wants to be there as either your friend, uh, the, your, the answer to your prayers, a temporary solution to your problem. So, so what are some common ways that people cope with these fears, these anxieties? Well... First of all, if you don't understand that spirit, the spirit of fear is a entity or a demon or a demon, what that means is it's a demonic spirit, a tempter, someone who comes in to put pressure on your mind, your heart, your soul, your flesh, to, to uh, put you in a, in a position where you're tempted then to have to resolve an issue and he makes it impossible for you to resolve the issue usually without taking his solution. And if you don't believe in God or a good God, or a God that's there to provide for you, you are on your own with this monstrosity. And Satan re-identifies himself many times inside of us as me. For example, he'll say something in the first-person pronoun through your mind or your emotions and says something, I am, I am afraid, I'm scared, I'm uptight, I'm tense, I'm over, distressed, I'm, I'm depressed. I, Whenever you put an I am and whatever you put behind that, you have agreed with. And so Satan, the spirit of fear is looking for one thing, just one, one simple little thing he's looking for. And that is an agreement with you, that you will make an agreement with him that you are afraid. And the Bible has many, many responses to um, that situation where I'm afraid and they are what time I'm afraid I will trust in him. But the whole Bible is full of people who were afraid. You have the psalmists, you have the prayers in the psalms, you have the proverbs, you have the stories in the Old Testament. Everybody was under the same spirit of fear because the God of this world is a God of fear. Even the Apostle Paul, I was reading, there were times when he came into Macedonia, he says, and we're, within were fightings, mm-hmm. outside were fightings, within were fears. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he dealt with it, but he he got to the place of overcoming. But again, you know, so, so you've got all this well, fear, and then a lot of people figure it's not, you know, don't understand that it that there is a spiritual entity right. if they producing don't, this. but. Yeah. So, but then there, there's something that, okay, someone's worried, they're afraid. How, how do, what are some of the common coping measures? How do we do that? How do we, how do people, what are some common ways that people uh, attempt to survive mm-hmm. or, or get through? Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, or, or live with these well, fears? Well, y- good question. I, th- I think there's, um, you know, the, the, Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. But the world, in the world, the best they can offer you is some coping mechanisms and coping skills and, um, you know, boundaries and, and, and things like that. But, but, you know, because here's the problem, because we live in this world that's absolutely full of uncertainties and events that are beyond our control. They're beyond it. I mean, they're way out. T- treachery, danger are everywhere. That's just the air we breathe. 
So we try to cope with it. We try to um, become, we try to get used to it. We try to live with it. We try to ignore it, deny it. Sometimes we, uh, we do not, we do a lot of denying, I believe, and escaping. Um, so we don't have to look at it. We, cause these things are painful, scary, out of control, freak us out. Our body becomes over distressed, anxious, freaked out. And so we do a lot of things to try to manage um, those fears or develop some sort of a resistance to it. Sometimes we try to defy those terrors and anxieties by, you know, getting an adrenaline rush by rush by doing something to, you know, extreme sports, extreme things, uh, horror movies. So we can try to face it, so to speak. Or oh, escape. Or right? escape, yeah, yeah, or try to control. Or, or sometimes people just absolutely exhaust themselves and give up. So if we're trying to isolate, you know, I stay away from people. People equal problems. People, people equal pain. That's an equation Satan a lot of times sets up in our subconscious. I don't want to be by people. People hurt me. And so people isolate from people. So people actually become a trigger and a switch for you to go into a place of um, isolation, which causes you then to shrink. Your life becomes limited. It becomes small. It becomes um, unproductive, unsatisfying. So we, we isolate, we insulate ourselves, we try to hedge ourselves from all kinds of, you know, the inevitability of a rainy day, disasters. So we try to, you know, do whatever we have to do. Some people do it through money. They have to have a certain amount of money in their bank account. They have to have a lot of money. They have to, money becomes their God. It becomes their 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 protector. It, it keeps them from a certain level of anxiety. So money, and then to get money, we have to become sometimes very covetous or greedy or hard-hearted or ruthless or numb or or cold to be able to keep our defense systems, our like little buffer zone of, of money, whatever, uh, wrapped around us tight. So w- some people use other people as a buffer zone. They've got to have a lot of people around them so they won't fear loneliness. So um, we, like I said, it, it's like we're all anticipating the terrible, uh, horrible, uh, what if, oh no, scenarios. What if, the, the anxiety of the future. What if this? What if that? Some people are hoarders, actually, because they are afraid of if I, my stuff becomes my insulation, my protection, my God. Some people, like for example, in the older days, they came through the depression. You know, after they survived the depression, they started to hold on to all kinds of things that they might need again, they might use again, they might not have. Uh, but how many of us are filled with junk stuff, storage sheds, <laughs> attics, garages, two garages? Three car garages full of stuff that we think we might need, and some of it is practical, some of it's useful, some of it's accurately well kept. But at the same time, if we're using it as a psychological hedge against protection and anxiety, we have uh, that's not going to protect us in the day of calamity. But the Bible says that too: your money uh, will not. So, and then the other problem is that we have uh, gossip and news. Everybody watches the daily news. And if you notice how much bad news is out there and how much it is the intention of the news, really, is it's not good news. It's news to heighten, increase your burden, your fear, your anxiety, feeling overwhelmed about the tragedies, the traumas, the terrible, heinous things that are being done out there. And and, and we, we have to, we try to absorb those uh, scenarios, those stories, the gory details of things that really only add to a burden and not that we're trying to ignore it but the bible does say to 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 think and whatsoever things are pure lovely honest just in a good report so the fear and anxiety pushes us into that tragic terrifying position of trying to do something we're not able to do 
So, you know, it were, we're, yeah, go ahead. So then, you know, that there's these uh, false comforts. Yeah. Um, trying, some people trying to numb the pain with chemicals mm-hmm. or escape through various forms of uh, entertainment distractions mm-hmm. a lot of distractions in our world oh yeah to, to distract mm-hmm. us from you know the, the pain well i think pain is a big motivator actually the pain that tears us apart when you're being sent by the devil in two opposite directions try harder on the one side and never enough on the other that rips you apart creates a motivator called pain and people are there's a lot of pain is a motivator pain is a real problem i think we should take a whole show to talk about that but um so people, when they are, here's the problem um, that we become in it. We're in a vulnerable situation uh, because we're body, soul, and spirit. And you think of the, the body and the soul together make up the flesh, and they're very vulnerable. You have the body that um, needs certain things. Uh, in James 1, 14, 15, it says we're led away of our own lusts or desires and enticed. Um, and then, so so what he, what Satan does is he sets up a situation where we are in great danger or grave need um, physically. Our bodies are physically very vulnerable. That doesn't mean we're bad. It just means we're vulnerable. And so Satan takes advantage of the vulnerabilities of like, for example, I need food, water. I need shelter, warmth, clothing, right temperatures, air pressures. Um, I need love, meaning purpose in my life. And none of those things are bad at all. But because I need all those things and Satan can create a, a situational lack of those things, a vacuum that can suck me into um, using a solution that is not from God. So when we're enticed, actually, Satan sets up the solution. We're led of away or drawn away of our own lusts and enticed. We're actually that word enticed in the Greek is a passive word. It means that something is being done to us. We're being seduced. We're being enticed. Um, because and and we're we're like the hungry little fish is being seduced and enticed to bite into the 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 hook way because he's seeing not the hook but the bait and so we're enticed led away of our own the Bible says led away of our own lust but the lusts are are most of them are very genuine so but but the problem doesn't come from having a genuine need to be loved or be hungry the problem comes when we take the devil's solution and yes. then it creates the sin. It creates the guilt. Uh, you're starving for bread, and the devil says, "Well, you 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 you've got to feed your children. You're going to die." And of course, he uses plays plays on our survival need, and says, "Well, you're going to have to have something." So you take the bread and think in your mind as you're taking it, "It's no big deal. It's important. You know, God will understand." And you know what? God does absolutely understand. He understands exactly what the devil is doing. He understands the pressure you're under. He understands it all, but. But but before that, we can get to the place of Jesus, forgive me. I confess my sin. You know what was going on here. And you understand. The devil will come snatching back and, and racing back into you. Might say you're guilty. You're you stole. You're you're a thief. And so this he begins to then pound us with, you know, we, he was the one who gave us the solution to resolve the anxiety, and then we take that solution. And then he pounds us with guilt, and makes us um, vulnerable. And and you know one of the things he does. Um, is gives sets us up. The tempter comforts us with, uh, and and loneliness, anxiety with bad company. Um, people draw, join gangs or covens or uh, evil groups to, to to be part of something, to be loved, heard, appreciated. When people, especially youth, they're feeling very 
disempowered. They're feeling very angry, not listened to. Um, they, they look for power. And so they are often drawn into places like gangs and covens where they have some magic power. They have some physical power to beat somebody up, to get somebody to listen to them, do what they want, take control, make their life go better. Um, so that's kind of what happens when people are put in these corners. Now, what about, you know, what about the physical effects? I mean, there's all kinds of effects from fear, but how, how does fear and anxiety uh, manifest? How does that affect, uh, how does this, all this affect us uh, physically? I mean, well, yeah. spiritually, emotionally, we've talked about some of that, but how, do, how, do this, how does this fear and anxiety affect, affect us, us mm-hmm. physically? Absolutely. Um, it, tremendously. See, the body is the, the, last, the last frontier, the, last, uh, the buck stops there. It doesn't go any further than that. You can, it starts out with a spiritual agreement. It starts out in the generations. It starts out wherever it starts out, the sin, the assault, the assignment against us. But it ends up finally lodging in the body. The, it doesn't go any further. It can't go any further than the, their physical body. So when people are um, anxious, uh, first of all, you know, in the emotional areas, we will, we will get defensive. We will get angry. We may hold on to bitterness, injustices. There may be unbelief, bitterness against God, hardness of heart. We grow cold and we, we lose our ability to feel or, or empathize with people. We fight back or we cower. So emotionally, these are the responses. But our emotions also begin to create chemical reactions in our body. And so our physical body is kind of at the mercy of our emotions in some ways. And then it flips around too, so eventually our physical body uh, becomes the problem that creates emotional distress. But, for example, in the fight, you know, the body is set up to survive, again, our, our desire to live and not die. And you notice how the devil is really putting pressure on that in causing a lot of people to commit suicide because they're just, they don't have any answers. And if you're listening today and you don't have any answers, there is an answer for sure, and it is Jesus Christ. You say, well, I've tried Jesus. Well, let Jesus really help you. Let, let, let him carry you instead of you trying to make him happy. Let him show you who he is and show you his love for, for you. But Let's go back to the chemical. So the, the, the body is created with a hypothalamus. There's, the brain is f- phenomenal. I mean, we, the, these abilities that God has put in our fearfully and wonderfully made body are beyond evolution. There is no way. This is such a stupid theory that it, it doesn't even hold. It doesn't even rate at, for a consideration by any thinking man or woman that this could be. Uh, you know the solution or the pl- the explanation for how we got here it's just ridiculous it's random it's an accident so really bottom line before we go to help help the hypothalamus let me just suggest there are um really only two ways you can look at our existence here one is it's an, we're an accident and the other one this is a conspiracy and if it's a conspiracy then there's a war and if there's a war then there's a war between god and satan and there are two, and we're caught in the middle of that. But so the hypothalamus is what God gave us, knowing that we would be in the place of danger. Now, some might not know what the hypothalamus is. Oh, okay. what is the, and it's hard to say. Even hypothalamus. Some hypothalamus. What exactly is the hypothalamus? Well, it's a. There's a bunch of probably glands and organs and little members that make up this. It's the. I would call it the the, the center, the interpretive center of the brain. 
mm. where, you know, the stimulus from the outside world that you're picking up through your five senses, uh, and sometimes even the people who have a sort of a sixth sense, you're picking up the, the, the sounds, the, 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 the sights, the words, the, the feelings, the textures of various things, and you're putting all that together to give your body uh, a recommendation fight and flight says, well, is it dangerous? Is it dangerous? Is it okay? Is it, are we going to be okay? So the hypothalamus is that place that interprets these uh, information signals, stimuli signals, whatever you want to call them, and, and, and sends the message to the body. So the members are waiting for the message. The messages are coming through two different channels, and which is probably good that God gave us two ways to get that. One is the neurological system where the, 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 the nervous system carries um, the the electrical impulse down through the nerves and then into the synapses where it's converted to a chemical response and then at the other side of that synapse which is just a little tiny um, gap in the nerves mm-hmm. it it picks up again as a, as an electrical impulse so you 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 feel an urgency it goes it speaks to a member of the of the body maybe it speaks to the heart to begin to um, pump blood faster pump more blood. And and it be, it speaks to the, the the vessels to constrict, pull the body uh, the blood away from the surface of the body because we're preparing here for fight and flight. We're preparing for a war. We're preparing to get cut with a blade, and so we don't want to bleed to this. So the the blood is is you know protected more deep inside the body. Um, these are just little examples. But the other system is the chemical system, and this is the this is very interesting because the chemical system goes through the um, uh, end, uh, it's the endocrine system uh, where you have the glands like uh, the pituitary and the, the, hypo, the thyroid and the hypothalamus and these sorts of things. And what they do is they manage certain chemicals. The adrenal glands, for example, they're a very powerful part of this chemical system. And when you're in danger, now the adrenal glands are going to get the message, I've got to pump more uh, adrenaline into the body. And or more cortisol or more histamine; those three are pretty basic. Um, so the body begins to um, do whatever those chemicals now are taking over in the body, and you're becoming, you know, a fight and flight machine. They're taking over, and this is why people are having problems with anxiety because too many of these chemicals have are still out there floating around and not being properly reabsorbed, or they're being manipulated by uh, uh, the the um, drugs and medications that work to release or uh, uh, uptake, uh, uh, pull back or uh, reabsorb, I guess is a good word, these chemicals out of the system. And so a lot of times people are um, using chemicals, um, medications to uh, manage their fear. Well, the fear, you know, say a person is just anxious, say they're just generally anxious, fearful. For the most part, that's because of all internal and out external stimuli. Mm-hmm. You mentioned news or you know personal problems, relationship issues, these issues of safety, righteousness, responsibility, all these things. So if if you're uh, in this place of just anxiousness, constant anxiousness, mm-hmm. generalized so anxiety, generalized anxiety that just you're just living with it day and night, you don't sleep well. well it, I mean, the mm-hmm. the effects of the body and then the chemical mm-hmm. imbalances that are coming. Right. I mean, it's just no wonder our bodies just what? Detoxify? 
They toxify. They get poisoned, okay. actually, because, you know, we, we think of, well, can medications help? Well, let's first of all, be, before we just answer a question about, the, you know, the implication of medications, uh, our body is also already set up by God to create certain chemicals um, and certain reactions. And uh, anxiety can manifest in many different ways. And some of the ways anxiety will manifest, for example, in this anxiety tension in the body would be, for example, with uh, hyperactivity, uh, attention deficit. Um, we have this, you know, can't concentrate, brain fog, um, uh, distracted, distractibility, um, disassociation. Sometimes people are just like, out there, where are you? People are hearing voices in their head. All of these things make people think, they have they they get a diagnosis usually when something happens here with anxiety that's that pronounced you will first of all be given a di- diagnosis which is now a, a label which is now a curse mm-hmm. on your life i'm bipolar i'm manic i'm i'm schizoaffective i'm this i'm that and we just for the most part because we're little, little sheeple 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 <laughs> people sheeple Sheep, we we agree. We we agree with the diagnosis. Well, the professionals, the medical community, we we treat them as God. Really, they are. You know what they say. That's it. That's they mm-hmm. pronounce, and they they pronounce a lot of sometimes hope on people. They help people. Don't get me wrong. They're a gift from God. But a lot of times, because we're already anxious and prone and and inclined towards fear and death. Their words become those final little things that just push us over the edge. Well, you're in fourth stage cancer. Well, you're this or that, and and you're never gonna, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. But and and or if you have a, a child, for example, who's can't sit still in school and they're wiggling and they and they're they're just the teacher just wants them to sit still, behave, let me get through my day, teach my lesson, and go home. And uh, you know, the kid brings in a million things from home that are not resolved and so they're really not really interested in looking at the teacher or the their iPad or learning their math or curing what happened in social events whatever you know social the news or whatever and so um uh so we have this myriad of problems and so the we want a fast solution we like pills we really like pills we like to take a pop a pill to fix something you know god gave us interesting enough a lot of remedies actually in the bible and a lot of those remedies is that let your food be your medicine but now our food is a poison so our, our, our medicine is now poison and people have been trained by the the gluttonous uh spirits of addiction and and cravings and lusts and 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 uh to crave actually things that are not good for them. So an addiction is basically someone who's trying to quit what they can't stop and they've started using something, uh, whether it's an over-the-counter drug, a medication, or a, a prescription drug, or a street drug, to try to manage an emotion. So, But here's my question. You, you asked me, can medications help? Well, if a medication can take away guilt... And shame and injustice and loneliness, yeah, then it can help. If it can heal a broken heart, yeah, then it can help. Can it make you feel loved? Well, if it can, then it can. Then it can help. Um, if it can, but, but what all it can really do? But what they mostly do is just give us a temporary sense of relief and calm. Just like, for example, smoking a cigarette. How many people are trying to quit that because they hate it? 
because it's putting nails in their coffin, but they can't stop. Why can't you stop now? Because, well, because you're addicted. Well, what in there is causing you to hold you to that agreement of smoking when you don't want to smoke? Um, for example, because when you smoke the first four seconds, three seconds, whatever, the devil, the spirit of addiction has trained you to believe it calms you down. It calm, takes around that anxiety. So people are smoking because they're anxious and then they get addicted and now they're anxious because they can't quit smoking. Mm-hmm. So it, it hits you on either end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it comes to calm for temporary, just enough to hook you. Just a, it's a, it, but all of these medications have nasty side effects. And, you know, um, the medications are like chemical manipulators, mood stablers. They try to fool your body into bringing mm-hmm. you into a place of peace or stability or clarity in your mind or causing you to behave better. But here's the problem. If you don't get to the root of the problem and don't address that, there's nothing that really gets better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems like today, I mean, just about everybody is anxious or tense. I mean, you know, whether you're a believer in Christ or not, there's just a general anxiety, tension, like there's no peace. Why Why? Why is that? We mentioned some yeah. of the things, but maybe we can go a little deeper well, into yeah. why that is. Well, there is no peace because the Prince of Peace basically is not ruling in our hearts. Um, Or even if he is ruling in our hearts, if he is really ruling in our hearts, we will be peaceful. But he is there, but we are not aware of that peace. And because of this one thing, this one little switcheroo, when we were born, created in the image of God as human beings, when we ended up, when we arrived here, the rule got changed to not by God, but the rule got changed by the God of this world who said, no, no, you're not a being, but a doing. You are what you do. And so this little switcheroo, this little foundational principle defining us as by what we do, you are what you do, is a lie. But we don't realize that we're beings and not doing, so we get busy doing things. And when you do, 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 to have, 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 to be, 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 there's no end of doing to be because there's always something more that needs to be done. Um, uh, The only way this stops is if the peace and the truth of God can override the fear and the anxiety from knowing that um, that the anxiety is coming out of a behavior that comes out of us being um, uh, tormented into proving our ex- worth, our value, our existence, our right to be here. Uh, and it, it really separates us from knowing and abiding in Christ. So if you look at it that way, um, there's the lie is, the lie is the first, the, the recipe for anxiety in every case, the root in every case for anxiety, is the lie. And the lie looks like many different things. I'm alone. I'm afraid. Um, uh, it's up to me. But the bottom line on every, every problem, anxiety, distress, financial issue, the bottom line on every one is, is the spirit of fear. And it's, one, it's as many forms, um, but it all is part of the attempt of Satan to cast out perfect love and destroy us. So if we want to be accurate and not be deceived in calculating what's really going on in our lives and achieve that peace and that satisfaction, we're going to have to know the correct answers. We're not going to have to, we cannot buy into the devil, the fake uh, demonic narratives anymore. Um, We have to start with a correct equation if you're going to get a correct answer. 
Um, and it is it, to know that we were, number one, created by God, called by God, created and made in his image. He is the one who's called us into existence. And the second thing, that objective that we need to understand is that God is good and he's not here to destroy us. Um, so go ahead. And, you know, of course, we're in a warfare. We've yeah. got the God, the God of this world, the mm-hmm. prince of the power of the air, Satan, the small God, G-O-D, of mm-hmm. this world, hates us. And, and so we've got that that whole spiritual push, interpenetration. Conflict, totally, Conflict, always, constantly. Always, always. Danger so. and destruction. And, and, the, and the end result for Satan is he wants to kill you. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And God's ultimate goal is to redeem us, restore us, rescue us. Um, so Satan really hates us. But this war is so invisible, Jerry, that sometimes people just, they get very caught up in it. And they come from very, very different backgrounds. You know, you can be bought, born into a place where you don't know anything about God at all. You can be born into a culture, a system, uh, a, a religious system, um, where either you know nothing of God, all you know are the pagan gods, the gods of fear, the 3,000, 3 million gods of you know, your culture. Or you can come into a place where you have the wrong concept of God and you think his, his, it's your job to bring justice in the world and kill all the infidels. Or you can think that, you know, there is no God because I was told anything about God and now there's there's no reason to believe there is God because nobody ever told me and you think they would have told me. Mm-hmm. And so we have people coming into this 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 uh, snake pit from many, many different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get to some solutions here. What can, what can a person do who is caught in this fear and anxiety? There's there's is there a way out? Is there hope? There is a way out. Jesus is the way. It's, 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 you say, it's, oh, that's, that's stupid. That's trite. That's simple. Yeah, I've heard that before. It doesn't really work. Jesus said three things about himself. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He's also said he's the light of the world. Um, he's the way out. He's the way of escape. He's the way through. You know, if God would not give us a way of escape, then he would be absolutely as wicked as the devil because he would just watch us squirm in this labyrinth of crazy down here. But if he says, I'm the way, then he's the way. That, that, that means that when you're in a situation in a, in a practical, over-the-top, out-of-control, I'm going to drown and die if God doesn't come through, there is one solution. You say, I can't make any more moves in this marriage. I'm trapped. I'm a victim. I'm, you know, whatever. There is always one one more move. You're not in that little corner in the checker, checkerboard. You're, there's one more move you can always make, and that is a move to surrender to, to God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, to, mm-hmm. to, the, 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 to, to the Savior. And so really the move you might be needing to make first is in the spiritual world, in the world of surrendering to God and say, God, I cannot do this. God, I cannot take this. God, you're going to, if you're real, God, you're going to have to help me. And I truly believe... If that if that is sincere, uh, sincere from your heart, which I'm sure it will be by that time, because you'll be desperate, that God will answer. He will reveal Himself. What would you say to the person that says, you know, I've tried religion. I maybe went to church when I was younger, or I went back to church and I didn't find the solution there. What would you say to them? Where they've they've sought help through religion and through church. Well, obviously, whatever it, doesn't it work doesn't helped. work. Right. Whatever doesn't work doesn't work, and so, and and I believe so. You're you're close, but you're not connected. Jesus said, "I'm the vine, you're the branch." 
He says, when we're the branch connecting the vine, we have the life supply. We have the nurturing. We have the, the source of strength, grace, mercy, whatever we need. But a lot of people are close. They're like a post that leans up against the tree, but they're not mm. the branch connected to the tree. So we're close but not connected, and that's probably the biggest problem for a lot of people. So going to church, you're saying, is not or trying a certain religion. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. is not the same. It's close, but it's it's not. The well, what we're all looking for really is not religion, but relationship. We're yes. God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. That you know, our problems are really His opportunities because He said, "I will never leave you or forsake you. You are my workmanship created in Christ Jesus. I'm the Healer, the Comforter, the Savior, the Deliverer." And when He was down here, that's all He did was save, rescue, heal, and encourage people and cast out demons. Um, so he, you know, first of all, knowing that it's okay to surrender, that Jesus is good, that he wants to save us. He did save us. It's, and we're precious to him and that the problems you think you're having, they're trying to solve are, it's a trick. You, you are not able to solve those problems. They're not even your problems. And the problem is you think they're your problems that the real problem is that Satan has deceived you into believing that you somehow have to make yourself righteous, save your own life. And you have no real means to do it. So what does the Bible say about fear and anxiety? Well, one of my favorite verses, um, and I know we have to wrap this up, and we could talk about this again, um, well, but, but he, go ahead. He says in Philippians 4, 4, be anxious for nothing, yeah. but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication yeah. with thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God, and the peace of God, which, which passes, passes all understanding, understanding. Will keep, keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Yeah, and you know what? The verse right after that is very important as well. You, yeah. that, what's wrong? Yeah. Be be anxious for nothing. Yes, nothing. This is it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplications. Well, I pray and it doesn't work. Every one of your prayers is absolutely heard by God. Don't ever think it's not. That's right. And, and but but he says, but the way to be anxious for nothing is to think on whatsoever things are. Pure, lovely, true, noble, just, pure, lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report, virtue. Where there's, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And and that's why I believe praise and thanksgiving are wonderful remedies for anxiety. We're coming into a season now where uh, we have the word thanksgiving, giving of thanks. But the giving of thanks can be a daily, every day. Uh, mode or, or, or attitude and realizing and recognizing that God is our supply. He's our source. He's our provision. So I know the Bible is full of verses. Yeah. He says, you know, fret not. And, and Psalm 37 is a great yeah. psalm to read about, you know, fretting because of evildoers yeah. and all the evil that's going on mm-hmm. and, and not, not to do that. And, and Jesus said in John 14, verse mm-hmm. 1, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. Yes. Uh, neither let it be afraid. You and believe in God. Yeah. You believe yeah. in God. You, you also believe in me. And my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, so, I would have told hallelujah, you. Hallelujah, we're not homeless. <laughs> go and prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And he said in Matthew chapter uh, 28, the last few verses, he says, I am with you always, mm-hmm. even to the end of the age. And in mm-hmm. Hebrews, uh, the scripture said, tells us I will that not leave says, you I will never leave you or forsake I will never you. forsake And I'm not even going to go into the other room for for a second. Mm-hmm. I am with you 
always in all situations in all circumstances so just recognizing that is so significant in overcoming fear lord thank you for this time today and we think of lord the one uh, two or several that are listening today and they've been bound with fear and mm-hmm. so many things going on that just are overwhelming I just pray that you would just help them, Lord, to be free, to overcome, to have your peace Peace, even in the midst of all these things and knowing that as they look to you, you are working in all these situations, no matter how overwhelming or difficult or horrendous they seem to be. Lord, I pray that you just reveal your love to each one here today, your Mm -hmm. love and that your presence, you're there with them, you're there for them. And you will never leave them. You will never forsake them. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father, for the yes, peace Jesus. that you give them. And help the, them, Lord, and help all of us, Lord, to just keep our focus, our minds stayed, stayed upon on you. The Bible mm-hmm. says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind. whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so. we thank you that that is your job, the Holy Spirit, to keep our minds, keep us focused on the truth, the peace, the love of God, and to know that you live and abide in us for that very purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we just thank you for joining us today. And we will probably continue this um, discussion on anxiety a little bit more specifically. We've kind of opened it up, but there are many different kinds of manifestations of anxiety. Um, And for example, I'll just couple hyper uh, attention deficit hyperactivity. So let's um, join again next week. Um, check us out at Rescue Radio, and uh, if you have a question, uh, email us at info, I-N-F-O, at liferecovery.com. For more information on the topic we're talking about today, anxiety, we have a great CD called The Truth About Fear, Anxiety, and Panic Attacks, and it goes into a little more depth, uh, especially in the area of panic attacks than we covered today. We also would like to encourage you to check out A Case for Healing, which talks a lot about the hypothalamus, the the chemical uh, communication systems of the body, the electrical system, the chemical system, for for more um, in-depth study of that. So those are two possibilities for you. Um, And check them out at liferecovery.com. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.